Remember, this show is PG-13, so you might hear a naughty word or two. Where she's playing tennis, and she gets really mad in the middle of it, and she's like seven years old, and she chucks the tennis racket across the court and slams it. And her mom is like, uh, what's going on? And she's like, I'm going to be tired for gymnastics. <laughs> and right then and there, uh, accompanied with her goddess-like beam routine, I really, really, really became even more of a fan of Alyssa Bauman. Today, a preview of the 2015 National Championships. Skinner and her choreographer make the news in Scotland for all the wrong reasons. And a review of Buckeye's Beyond the Routine series featuring Olympic champion Gabby Douglas and Ms. Mia Dennis. This is episode 159 for August 12th, 2015, the day that you can watch podium training at the PNG Championships. And welcome to the number one gymnastics podcast in the world. I'm Jessica, and I'm here with Evan Heider, professional gymnastics commentator for the PNG Championships, and Spencer from the Balance Beam situation. Let's talk about the really exciting, exciting, exciting. I mean, there's a lot of great gymnastics going to happen, but we're going to get Sam, at Team Sam and Evan back doing commentary. So, Evan, can you tell us how we can watch you and how people can watch in general or hear yeah. you, I should say? More so here. There will be some some visuals for all you for all you visual learners out there. We are in for the long haul. So it's myself and Sam doing um, the women's competition, and then on the other side of things, myself and Raj Bavzar, just like last year, doing the men's side. So same thing. You know, if it ain't broke, it, we're not going to fix it. We couldn't if we even if we tried. Can um, we have so- a special game where like? Raj calls out his own name everyone every time someone does the Bavshar that is a Bavshar so we don't have to like I mean I know you would never call it the wrong thing but this is like a plague in men's commentary where people don't know what the Bavshar is so can you just get him to like make a special noise or like say like Rajtastic or something whatever just a suggestion like, we might have to, to just get you to give us a sound effect and then you can yes. ship that over to USA Gymnastics and your life would be made and everyone <laughs> would be educated at that point. But I agree. Um, so I think that something, uh, at least my approach to this commentary game is to speak as a fan, um, as if you're in a conversation with the fans. So, you know, nine, I would say, well, maybe seven to eight out of 10 people watching this are established gymnastics fans. So they don't need a remedial course. We need to really just keep things relevant. So look for that. That's always the main goal and to keep it fun and entertaining. And there's also the mute button if you don't want anyone to talk during your gymnastics. But that's unfortunately what we're there to do. So if you don't vibe with that, well, you know, you you can control the auditory effects of to, to your desire. Um, so speaking of all of these competitions, there's obviously four days of competition. So starting on Thursday with women's, um, Sam and I will be doing both of the junior sessions. Um, and then we're basically there standing by USA gymnastics will, um, of course give you more in-depth schedule. So you'll have live coverage, um, pretty much the entire weekend, whenever gymnastics is happening, you'll be able to see it. Um, if Al Troutway goes down with a broken hip, <laughs> I'm ready to just like, um, springboard up and over, um, rub elbows with Tim and Nastia, and then I'll be good to go. So 
if, if there's gymnastics happening, I will be there. Sometimes I will be talking about it. Sometimes I will not. Um, but there is USA Gymnastics has created some really helpful logos um, or schedules, I guess, photographic schedules to help you know where screensavers screensavers for your entire week if you don't have it as a screensaver you're not really doing your duty as a gym nerd and we could take that title away from you potentially just so you know listeners right lock screens as well so um there's coverage divided between universal sports nbc sports network and nbc sports which is the big player um Unfortunately, I can't tell you if you have those. Uh, it really just depends on your situation. NBC is a, a good bet for for most people out there. Internationally, um, you'll kind of be at the mercy of, of what you can find online. But I know that Jessica, Internet Ninja, Silent Huntress will find you any pertinent links that you need um, throughout the weekend. And um, yeah, that pretty much covers it. Oh, and don't forget that podium training is actually is also being um, streamed live as it has been in previous years as well. So enough about me and what I'm going to be doing there. I'm just hoping to maintain a voice uh, throughout the entire weekend or the entire competition. But Jessica, what will you be up to? Will you be podcasting just like last year? Yes, we will. I will be planning on no sleep through the entire weekend so just like last year we're gonna do two shows during championships so both days as soon as the women's competition ends we will assemble our podcasting ninja group we will discuss we will try to lure in sexy french coaches again like last year if we can (laughs) and um and then i will run back to my uh airbnb house and (laughs) load and do the audio stuff and try to get it up for you guys as fast as I can. So hopefully when you guys wake up in the morning or when you're riding home from work in the UK, you will be able to hear the show and uh, get the deets. And then on Monday when the show or next week when the uh, whole meet is over, then we'll do our regular show recapping everything, including a full recap of the men. Um, So yeah, we'll be doing that. And then there are also going to be a meetup, a gymcastic meetup like there was last year. Might be at the Hilton Garden Hotel but we're trying to find a, a sexier place for you guys to meet up. So check back on this episode on the wet, the pod, this episode on gymcastic.com, the posting for this episode and on Twitter. And we'll post updates when we know exactly where it will be, but it'll be Saturday night after the women's finals. So um, I won't be there cause I'll be recording, but you guys can all hang out and the same, some of the same people are coming who came last year to the meetup. So that should be fun. Um, and I'll also post the info for how to watch outside of the U S using a VPN uh, legally watch all of the coverage. So, Let's talk about the meet and what we can expect and our hopes and dreams. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. Evan, uh, who's not competing and has withdrawn already? It's true. Uh, Of course, gymnastics is that slippery slope. So we have some withdrawals and um, also some people who are just not quite up to full steam um, with previous injuries. So the big players uh, in this unfortunate group right now are Nora Flatley, who has withdrawn with a stress fracture in her foot quite recently. And then, of course, John Orozco uh, is still recovering from his fairly recently torn Achilles. I saw um, on Facebook today that he was standing and you know moving around a bit um, without any 
um, I guess, extraneous medical devices. So that was uh, <laughs> definitely progress in the correct direction for and him. And he so. smiled today in his video of him walking. That's the first time I've seen him smile in like three months. It made me so happy. Right. I mean, athletes, you really, you it really is kind of like fish out of water syndrome because especially at this elite level, I think a lot of us underestimate this is what they do day in, day out. And, you know, they're pretty much just thrown for a loop when they're not able to do that. And your body, I think, even responds positively, you know, when you can even have a hard day in the gym and you're still, you know, you get that rush and the endorphins are there and it's really, really is your livelihood. So um, to come back and, and really get your mind right and have your body catching up, it's a, it's a big undertaking, but of course, good to see from him. Yes. Um, you know, there is actually like a, there's a kind of sickness that athletes get if they suddenly can't move around. Did I, have we talked about this before? It happened to Michelle, Michelle Campy, who was on the 92 Olympic team and then like did a round off and broke her hip or something or dislocated her elbow, something totally weird. And like the next day after her surgery, she got super, super, was that when she broke her back? I can't remember. But anyway, it's a real thing. If you're an athlete and all of a sudden you're like in a hospital bed and can't move around, you get like violently ill. It's almost like a flu, but it only happens to athletes. You're like, it's like an instant detox from yes. from all of the stuff that you're used to. And you just like, yeah, it goes downhill real fast. But that's, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that about her. Yeah. Um, I'll look the name of it for, or someone, you know, one of our scientist listeners can tell us the name of this, tweet at us and tell us what it's called. Um, but yeah, if you weren't already depressed enough from having your injury, then you get to be super Wah. sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone okay. get better soon. Yes. Quick solve for that. Do your rehab and then get back out there. Yes. Okay. So NBC is going to be all about the 2000 babies, as Lauren likes to call them. The 2000 babies are the kids who are juniors right now, but they're going to be age eligible for Rio next year. So even though they're not going to be competing with the big dogs at this meet, they're going to be the potential threat for next year. So who out of the 2000 babies are you most excited to watch in the junior competition. I don't know. There are 2,000 of them. So there are a lot to choose from. There are 2,000 of these babies in individual bassinets. And I am just scouring back and forth, trying to pick out the ones who look like they are Olympians. Uh, but I would say, if I had to break it down, I think Olivia Troutman, who's already had an international assignment this year. Um, and then, of course... Lori Hernandez making a comeback of sorts of this course. year on the national stage. Yes. And I'm kind of a sucker for Emily Gaskins. I know she's she's been up, down, kind of all around. But when you put her against a, a host of the junior international elites, she stands out, even if she's not having the best meet. So those are the three that I'm excited about. I I really think that they could pop on the radar. Not to say that anyone else can't. But as I see it right now, those are my big three. How about you, Jess? I mean, Lori, baby Shakira Hernandez, of course, you know that I already planned for her and Simone Biles to tie in Rio for first place gold. It'll be the, for the first time ever. Did not get that memo. Yes, that's the plan. Um, and this time it won't be, the tie won't be broken by corrupt, like, so, oh no, it was unbroken. Isn't that, is that what happened in Mexico City? There wasn't a tie, but then the corrupt judges 
made it elevated someone else's score so that there was a tie. I believe that's what happened in Mexico City. And then, yes. Um, So that the the tie will will stand again, but it won't be for corrupt reasons. That's what I meant to say. So they're going to tie in Rio, just so you know. And then um, my other favorites, okay, Gaskins, I totally second that because even if Gaskins didn't look so happy after Classics and she didn't have her best meet, she wins the fans. She wins the hearts of everyone because, as you know, we call her Baby Potkapaeva because her form is ridiculous. She is an actual ballet dancer and she is heaven when she competes. Cindy Johnson Sharp also... She is, I mean, all right, we're talking about who has a potential to make the team. Okay, let me go back. I'm going to say Baby Shakira and Reagan Smith, Reagan Fievel Smith. Reagan is a serious threat for the Rio team. She wants, she had the highest score on floor besides Simone, I think, at Classics, and she's a junior, and her floor is fabulous. Her floor is... It's like Texas Dreams choreography game is totally strong and this routine is a masterpiece. It's like the music choice, the choreography and the gymnast, it's like if Geza Pozar could create the perfect routine and gymnast and music for right now, it would make him so proud. It's just it's so genius this whole thing. So She's the one I think could seriously be there. Maybe she can take bronze. Oh, no, she couldn't because you can only allow two. So in the, the finals. <laughs> so, or is that something that you're predicting will just, will again happen? We'll get some it could. emergency rules change yes. and we'll have three all-arounders. Yes. After a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot it's, it's a lot. Aspirational. Uh, um. So, but let's talk about out of all the juniors. So besides the people that we think are the 2000 babies and they have a chance out of all the juniors, whose routine is a do not miss like in flashing lights, like Vegas style with fireworks, like streaming out of the top fog horns going off. Like you have to see this routine, Evan. So here's the thing about the juniors and you know, I love the juniors. Cause I'm like, they're, I'm their Al Troutwig. Like I, I'm the one talking about them the whole time. You, no, so, don't, don't say that you're their Al Troutwig. No, let's not, let's not make that comparison. You are more, you're like a hero and a fabulous person <laughs> that doesn't make drama out of nothing in order to get ratings. You're like an actual gymnast who has actual respect for the gymnast, not just ratings. So let's take that rewind. I'll put in a little rewind sound effect there. Let's start that over. It is your responsibility to convey to the fans in your fan-centric commentary about the juniors. Okay, go from there. All right. So <laughs> it really is Lori Hernandez on floor for me. Ever since 2012 U.S. Classic, it's just been captivation, I think, from from the outset. So I would say Lori Hernandez on floor is really one to watch. I'm also excited to see... Um, basically her consistency on bars and beam. She's been looking really great, um, but I think that that's kind of the pivot point in her career in terms of consistency and kind of rounding out the junior phase of what she's doing. I have one more, and it's not really necessarily flashing lights, foghorns, because, oh my gosh, how is that happening? But it's Trinity Thomas, and she competed at U.S. Classic, 
and made it to championships for the first time. And she, you watch her and I, you know, you feel it in your, in your stress fractured bones that something is going to happen and it's going to be good from Trinity Thomas. So just keep an eye on her and remember that, you know, at U.S. Classic um, in 2011, Simone Biles was 22nd. So as a junior, so a, a lot of things can happen in you know a few years time so i would keep your eye on trinity thomas that is my piece that is what i that is what i think uh, that is what i w- would like you to watch but everything in general oh and jordan giles i i just want to see again her put together a yes. solid meet because it's beautiful gymnastics i think her aminar is uh, rivals um some of the best in the nation when she lands it cleanly which we really have yet to see um, in a big meet thus far. So that is it. I could go on, but I won't. Jess, how about you? Well, you know, Trinity Thomas, Lauren, when she was on After Classics, said that she had to kidnap her slash adopt her. So you two are on the same page with Trinity Thomas. So I'm going to pay closer attention to her this time. Because when you two agree on something, then it's going to be the truth. Basically, just write it in stone, stone tablet and sing it from the mountains, pretty much. Uh, Desiderio from Parkettes. Irish Daniel, I'm not saying this just because of you. Um, Irish Daniel, one of our listeners from Ireland, of course, if you didn't catch that part. Um, He has been telling me about her, telling us, not just me, for so long. And this is the year that I was like, okay, Desiderio has something. She, okay, her floor routine, she does a double-double as her first pass, and then she tumbles around some more, and then she has a double layout for her third pass, because, you know, it's, it's she's a parquet, and, you know, they, like, wake them up in the middle of the night and then have them do their punt tumbling passes uphill in the snow at parquets, so they never have conditioning problems, um, <laughs> because they're parquets, and life is hard when you're a parquet. So she is prepared, is what I'm trying to tell you. Prepared. Um, there's just... Her gymnastics is so easy for her that, and it's so clean, like especially her floor, she's just got something. Like she could be one of those that sneaks in at the last minute that nobody saw coming, except for Irish Daniel. So keep an eye out for her and watch her floor because you'll enjoy it very, very much. Uh, Spencer, is there any juniors that we missed that you feel strongly about? Well, I agree, first of all, about how excited I am to watch Jordan Childs go up against Lori Hernandez if they both hit. Because Jordan Childs had a terrible meet at Classic. She fell like 150 times, but still finished eighth, a couple points behind Lori Hernandez. So if she had hit meet, they're right neck and neck, and that could be the most entertaining thing of the whole competition. Also, some of the bars routines I'm really excited about, because that's not usually something that happens, especially with U.S. juniors. It's usually like, I'm doing a 4-9, and I probably (laughs) fell three times. But there's a number of them that are doing really exciting routines. Lori Hernandez, first of all, had a great routine at the Classic, but also Gabby Perea from Legacy Elite has a great one. Um, Aliona Shanikova, the younger sister of Polina, she has a 6-4 difficulty, which is the same that Gabby Douglas is doing, that Brenda Dowell did at the Classic, which is crazy. Um, she didn't get a great score at the Classic, but it's there's a lot of potential in that routine, so that's really exciting. I want to see some bars future hopes there and i think we can yes i agree and oh so that's how you say her name it's not shenikova 
How did you say well, it? I don't know. No, the, I think you said it right. It sounded more Russian when you it said did, it. I, I pronounced it the Russian way. Yeah. But I don't know if they Americanize it, and they want to. The announcers always say Shenikova, but for Russian names that end in Ova or Eva or Ina, you emphasize the third to last syllable, like Mustafina, Komova. So it would be Shenikova, I think. I think you're yeah. right, because that's how um, Shaposhnikova is supposed right. to be. Yes. Right. Okay. Third to last syllable rule. So I think that's how you do it. I like it. Okay. Learning and discussing <laughs> gymnastics here. It's a very important. Linguistic class and gymnastics class. Okay. Yes. Evan, let's discuss the senior women now. Okay. So the NBC drama is going to be like, Gabby, coming back. She wants to be the first ever Olympic champion to return to the Olympics, even though we know that's not true because it's happened like three other times, except no American has ever done it. So, but it's going to be like all about all about her and all about, oh my God, Kyla had one fall in her whole entire life. So can she ever, you know, get back to where she was before? So Kyla has a hard wire, a full twisting pack, the little flip between the bars for the full twist. She has had it really consistent in training, but she had a fall on bars, a classics. You know, she has like one bad meet a year. I'm not worried. But number one, do you think Kyla will keep the hard wash in her routine? And two, do you think Gabby's second place finish at Classics is a preview of her new spot on the U.S. team? Or do you think um, she's going to have a harder time now with everyone at their full power and a little further into the season? Or do you think she's just going to get better and add more upgrades? So many options there laid out for me and so many questions. So I've You know how I love regret. my leading questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're leading me down down a vault runway to the to the correct answers in my mind. So I think that Kyla has been very clear um, that she is really focusing on bars and beam. And she's being realistic about that's her place to contribute to the team now and in Rio. So there's really no reason, especially as consistent as we've seen it hypothetically and via training footage and, and video. And I don't think if it wasn't consistent, she would just throw it at classic. So I think that you almost have to go for it because you also think about how many times will Kaiwa between now and Rhea and now and, you know, the last day of Olympic trials be doing a bar routine on a huge stage in front of Marta. Like, the time is now. It has to be now. Yes. So there really aren't that many, especially as kind of one of those focal specialists on two uh, two events, you really don't have that many routines left. So I think, yes, it stays in. I think that Gabby should get very comfortable being among the top three as long as she hits. And I think that she's only going to keep getting better. I think that... I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some some small one to two tenth upgrades um, almost across the board, probably with the exception of Vault right now. Um, I think she has a lot left in the tank and in her back pocket. And we should I would not be surprised at all if we saw some of that out there and really just continuing to peak and push herself because I think Marta also wants to see that. She really doesn't want to see um, Gabby or Ellie really rest on their laurels because remember you have all these 2000 babies, 2000 of them to be exact <laughs> coming up and 
they're going to be pushing the envelope from the gate, you know, immediately starting in 2016. So I think to answer your two questions, those are my thoughts. Those are my feelings. Spencer, do you agree, disagree, or do you choose the correct choice and just <laughs> just say ditto? I The correct choice is ditto, because I do agree. <laughs> um, I think I agree with you. I think Kyla has to keep the bard watch in her routine because she needs the difficulty more than anything else. I think they know that she has to upgrade to keep pace because you start looking at people like Madison Koshin. Is she scoring better than Kyla suddenly? She needs it, even if it's not yet consistent enough. And yeah, I think Gabby is showed us at Classic that anyone who was doubting her is sitting down and shutting up right now because it was a great meet. Jess, your thoughts? Yes. Ditto to all of that. And we know like Jim Max, their strategy is you're consistent as hell and your form is is undeniable that is the strategy of jim max and that is kyla's world and so there's no way mm-hmm. they would have had put that in her routine if it wasn't she wasn't hitting it a hundred times out of a hundred and i think that that was just her one bad mean i'm totally not worried because kyla please um and i also think that gabby is exactly going to be in the top three and i think we're going to see upgrades on bars and I think we're going to see upgrades on floor in terms of I see some jumps coming out of her floor passes and maybe something out of her double Arabian. Although her double Arabian lands pretty far in the corner, but I still see something happening there. I feel I feel like her floor is, you know, her tumbling so easy for her that she could definitely add some of the bonus jumps and flips like alley style out of her front tumbling for sure so yeah oh and then i meant to mention sydney johnson sharf who's freaking amazing and uh she is just one of those that you absolutely have to have to have to watch so i i just want to make i just i feel like what can i say about her she's the best performer of between her and um laurie hernandez there's no better performer in the juniors. They are the performance. They steal the crowd. They are the best. So I love, love, love them. And you definitely have to watch Sydney Johnson Sharf. That's one of those routines like Foghorns, Lights, Vegas style. You must watch her routine. So another one of those really must, must see TV or internet streaming gymnastics routines from the juniors that we're going to see. But Jess, who can we expect to, in your humbled and esteemed opinion, um, who can we expect to seal the show in the senior division? I think the big surprise, which won't be a surprise to us, of course, but uh, for the non-gymnastics fans, I think Maggie Nichols is the biggest rising star in the seniors, and I think she is going to kill it here and... The more pressure there is, the better she does. She just gets better and better. She had the second highest uh, score of the meet. Not, I think, not just on vault, but of the entire meet with a fifteen-eight, which is huge. So she's the one who's going to steal the show, I think for sure. Um, Do who do you think is going to? Who's the potential, you know, showstopper? Steal the show all of a sudden, be on the podium, and nobody expected it, Evan. I would say Alyssa Bauman. She is sentimentally a favorite of mine. I just love her gymnastics from the interviews and the videos I've seen with her. I love her personality. And 
she there's a, a gymnastique interview where she's playing tennis and she gets really mad in the middle of it and she's like seven years old and she chucks the tennis racket across the court and slams it and her mom is like uh what's going on and she's like i'm gonna be tired for gymnastics <laughs> and right then and there uh accompanied with her goddess-like beam routine i really 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 became even more of a fan of Alyssa Bauman and seven-year-old Alyssa Bauman, which, you know, is is the basis of what we're seeing today. So I think that she is an intense competitor, and I would love to see her kind of capitalize on being an all-rounder and, and staking her claim as kind of that, you know, what do you what do you need me to do? Because I can I can do it all if you need me to. And also in my plan, if I've told you about this, I don't know, but um, it is written in stone also that Alyssa Bauman, Mez Moncton from Australia, who's been, he's one of our guest hosts often, and Baya Wynn are all going to be in the world um, beam final together. So it's already in the plans for them to, for her to make the team for Worlds and be our beam specialist and beam finalist. So Got she had a little, little fall in classics, but that's not going to happen here. Because right. But you have to remember, you know, the... I think the competitive fire is really igniting in her now. And, you know, she went out there, she competed, you know, it wasn't her best, but let's, lest we forget the Simone Biles debacle of a couple of years ago. Right. And then it was like, bam, she's back at nationals. Uh, and, and the Gabby out. debacle. So it's almost like if you just like fall 12 times on beam, you're pretty much going to be a superstar. Right. Yeah. There's some, there's some definite, um, some areas of if history serves us correctly. Well, Gabby's did happen at nationals though. Um, so we don't want that to necessarily happen to Alyssa. True. That's but, true. That's, yeah. Yeah. Spencer, do you see anyone else coming into the all around mix other than, um, if you are a fierce five member or Simone Biles? Yeah. Or Simone Biles or Maggie Nichols. The one thing I think we saw at classic, the, order of things and who the all-arounders are i am interested to see if we find out if bailey key is adding the two and a half that's always sort of been a question for her i think she could zoom up the standings a little bit but she's already part of that group um i do think that the one area where specialists could stand out is bars whether it's a madison Koshin trying to swoop in and steal a spot or um Ashton Locklear or someone like that because they do have a chance to have a higher score than people who are currently making the team like Bailey Key or like Simone Biles they can score better than them on bars so it's potentially mathematically more valuable to bring them in Jessica what do you think about that I always think like okay if I'm Marta and and Brenna Dowell hits which is my greatest dream and does her Beth Tweddle 2.0 bar routine and scores higher than anyone. It got like a 16-2 on bars. It's just like Chinese scores. Would I take her just for that one event? And I think I would if I knew how... Because basically it has to be a Michaela Maroney situation. It has to be a... Uh -huh. You can fall on your ass and still win a silver. Um so I feel like it'll have to be like a 16-5 for I have her. to stop you, Jess. I have to stop the... <laughs> I don't care what her star I have... value is! <laughs> I, I don't I'm care! Not gonna let this... I'm not going to let this go on any further. <laughs> I'm having my fan 
Fantasy! Stop! You need to get back here. Stop with your role-playing and your fantasies and your fetish fantasy. I don't know. But I agree about Brenna Dowell. Some of the most amazing and difficult gymnastics being done by an American woman in the recent past. And But the other thing that you remember about Brenna Dowell doing this gymnastics is that she usually falls on it. So you can't forget that. I think it would be great for her to go out there and, you know, compete at the elite level again and kind of strive toward this. But I just do not think the stars or the Takachev to mix have aligned for Brenna Dowell as of yet still. La, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry I missed that whole. Spencer, do you have my back on this? I do have your back on it. As much as I would love some NCA representation at Worlds this year, I think the biggest problem for Brenna has been consistency. And so even though she looked great through most of her routine at Classic, falling just was the last straw almost. Because Marta hasn't been like really excited about putting her on teams in the past anyway. <sighs> Okay, sorry, let's sorry. move on. Uh, whatever, you guys. Okay, what what are we talking about next? Next subject. I, you guys are trying to make me cry on the show. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I think, I, I'm I not going to break here. down. I think we're done yeah. here. Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, so as, okay, essentially, we're saying pretty much no specialists are going to make the team unless it's a Koshin who's ninja-like consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that we're thinking about Allie in. Uh, I don't think we're seeing Allie or Gabby as a potential specialist. But you know, I would say. I mean, I, do you want me to just name name the team? I think it's going to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, name the yeah. team. Name the team. So I think it's going to be Simone, Gabby, Allie, Kyla, Maggie. Do I get another one? Yes. Yeah, just add all the all oh. the alternates too. Okay. Um, and Bailey Key. And I don't think, oh, and Alyssa Bauman. I hope Alyssa Bauman. But I, I think that's it. I mean, I really think that I was talking to somebody about this recently. Given the history of women at major championships in the United States, there is a great and vast possibility that someone will get injured in some type of way. So I'm really not positive that we're going to go out on a limb and go with a one event girl again sorry ashton i just don't i don't think so and i think that we need to get our olympians who i see making the team some world's experience again and get them kind of back in that that world stage arena i would love to see basically a repeat team with a couple newbie like the whole team from the fierce five who's still competing those three all make it back again like a Dawes Shannon Miller situation. Oh Amy my Chow. God. And Amy Chow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Amy Chow. <laughs> I mean, Amy Chow actually made it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amy Chow. <laughs> That's the worst. Poor Amy Chow. She I mean, never she's a gets her she's due. Not. Yeah, she's good. And she like That's became right. like a super elite diver, so she doesn't need this. Uh, okay, so. What are the routines of the seniors that we must, must watch, cannot be missed, and the gym gods will rain down fire upon us and name us bad fans for life if we don't watch these routines at championships? Evan. I think it's 
Gabby on bars, Allie on floor, and Simone on floor. If I have to stop right there and give you three, that is what I am probably looking forward to to the most. Spencer, what about you? Yeah, um, I think Kyla on bars is a huge one because she had the mistake at Classic. I want to see her come back. I want to see her hit the bardwaj and do whatever. I think she's playing a 6-3 difficulty. I want to see her hit the full difficulty and do that routine. And I want to see, make sure we have some consistency with the new Aminars too. With Maggie Nichols, she looked really good on it at Classic Alley's is back. It's not new, but it's back. I want to make sure those are progressing. And then one more. I'll come up with one more, I promise. And my one more is going to be, we've already talked about Alyssa Bauman on Beam, but it's so good. It's so good. I'm repeating it. Alyssa Bauman on Beam again. She should go, that should be all four events. She should get a special Marta voucher. And she doesn't have to do uh, vault bars or floors. She just can do beam four times, and I would be fine with it. <laughs> um, I would love... Okay, you must, 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 or you will be struck down by the gym gods. Bailey Key's floor, because there's actual artistry in it. I'm not talking about execution. I'm, t- I'm talking about pointed toes and straight legs. She has all that. I'm talking about artistry and choreography and it actually like works together like a real choreographer put it together, which is still the mystery team which she talks about. I hope soon will be revealed someday. Um Desh on Beam. Madison Desh and uh Brenna on bars, hello, because we don't care if she ever make. of course I will and I will cry forever, if she doesn't make a team, I don't care, because her bar routine by itself as an individual moment in time of genius gymnastics deserves to be appreciated for what it is. Not what I can do for the country, not what, if she fits into the puzzle, but because it exists in the world and she does it, it deserves to be worshipped. They should turn the lights off and light a ring of fire around the bars while she does her routine because it is so beautiful. <laughs> um, and, and then, um, who else? Oh, Gowie. I'm excited to see Gowie, but, but what, there's one I mean, more. I you, mean, you're naming like eight routines. I know, but there's I so thought- many. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, I know who That's my other one was. Lauren Navarro. Gowie. Lauren Navarro. Lauren Navarro on floor. Watch her on floor. I'm not even going to say anything about it. Just watch and you'll understand. You'll be like, oh, Jessica was right. You know, I love it when people say that. Okay. Well, now I want to give another three. Okay, give your next three. No, well, I thought it was like, if you had to, like, if you're going to look back on this meet and be like, remember when that... No, I'm good. I'm good. I stand by my three. Okay. I think you chose, you put different rules on your three. Or eight. (laughs) You know, I can never stick to them. (laughs) I'm also excited to see what's happening with Nia Dennis. That's all. Okay. Um, but that wasn't a God will rain down fire on you. The gym gods. That's just a shout out. Okay. So, um, we don't have our men's gymnastics expert with us tonight, but, um, we are going to attempt to discuss men's gymnastics in a general sense. Um, so in general, my big question for the men is kind of, you know men's gymnastics is kind of like an like an old boys club like it's real once you're in like you don't have to compete for years and they will keep you on the team like jonathan horton and i i don't have a problem with that actually because 
you have to make a living and you sacrifice your body for the team, you should be covered for as long as it takes you to get back to where you need to be and back to full health. So I'm okay with that. I just wish the women's team would do that. But um, what is it going to take for someone to break into that old guard? Um, What do you think? Are we going to see new faces at Worlds? Is there someone who's going to surprise us and sneak onto this team who hasn't already been to a world championships or um, will actually be on the team instead of being the uh, constant bridesmaid? Evan. I I would say probably yes, because it is going to be a pommel rings guy. I think that those are the openings and there are a few people who fit that tentatively in some capacity um, who also are talented on other events um, and consistent all around. So I would say somebody like Akash Modi, um, somebody who has not been on a world team before Um, again, Alex Nadur, you know, thank goodness he trained pommel horse like he did when he was younger, because it's, it really is keeping him relevant amongst this really, really deep all-around squad, although he's no slouch all-around as well. Um, So I would say that those two um, really, really make their cases strongly, um, even though they're not necessarily new kids on the block um, for me. Uh, Jess, what about you? What do you think? Well, I agree with you. The pommel horse rings is always the thing. But you know who's totally surprising me is like Donnell Wittenberg, He's like killing it on pommel horse, which is always shocking to me because he doesn't look like a pommel horse guy. Like he doesn't look like he's too tall for gymnastics, which we all know if you've listened to the show, there's no such thing. Um, But he just, you know, he has giant muscles that apparently make it harder to do pommel horse, which I have now learned by being part of the show that like body, like if you grow your muscles in certain places, it makes it harder to do the already impossible uh, gravity defying pommel horse. Uh, so I'm like, he's such an interesting factor cause he's really good on that. And then of course there is uh Marvin hot mess Kimball who freaking won at Pan Amps, which like th- if he can get it together, he is such a threat to everyone because he's like, his potential is out of control. Um, so he, but this is the thing about men's, I don't know. Like, the, so that's, yeah, I, because I feel like, are they going to take a one event person? No. And then and then we think about if it's rings, which Donnell is killing it on rings. So we have to see, is Donnell beating um, New Jersey with the hair? Brandon Wynn. Brandon Wynn. <laughs> uh, you know, where's Brandon Wynn? Where, he's at? Where is he now? Like, how is he doing? Is he going to come in and just like you know wipe the floor with everybody and we're like oh my god he's he could be world champion on rings will that change everything you know because we haven't seen him in so long so yeah i think that i think that brandon one will definitely succeed um on rings surprise um i think that you know i'm speaking about donnell wittenberg as if he's already on the team so i don't he think is that, by the that, way yeah I don't that, know. That, you know that, his spot, that his spot is in jeopardy at all um so, yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to what the men's committee is really looking for, um, but it should be a medal, um, and it should be a gold medal. So kind of whatever it takes 
Um, and I think that the thing about the men's team is that they just have to be so much more numbers focused when they're putting together these teams, or I guess they don't necessarily have to be, but they are. So there's just a lot more mathematical percentages and star values and hypothetical star values that come into play when they're creating these lineups. And I think that, you know, that might be a consequence of, you know, we're kind of overcomplicating the process. So if you were going to name your team right now, and Spencer, feel free if you... Sure. I, I, I'm thinking it's going to be Danelle Leva, Jake, Sam, Donnell... And then I would like to have uh, Eddie Penev, Paul Ruggieri, and Stacey Irvin merged into one human <laughs> to put on the team. But it would probably also be Legendre. Legendre's been doing really good. Like, he's actually sticking um, lately. So, okay, go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough because if you look at the five who are competing this weekend returning from who were on the on on the world's team last year. You have Sam McCulloch, Jake Dalton, Donnell, Donnell, and Alex Nador. I think it's going to be hard to knock any of them off the team. I think they all have important areas, so there's just that maybe one spot left. I would like it to be Paul Ruggieri, just because please stop being an alternate. It's, it's sad to me, my heart to places when he keeps being an alternate, but I don't know if that's necessarily the spot they need the most help. Although I'm kind of still questionable about that team on vault. I think they could use Paul Ruggieri's vault, but um, yeah, I think you need us. And I could see it being a one event specialist for that other spot, um, depending on which event looks the feeblest at nationals, which will probably be Pommel horse. Cause of, obviously Pommel horse. But, yeah. Right. So Evan, I, what's I, your team? Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, we've needed Paul Ruggieri uh, on vault in theory for, you know, the last two or three yeah. years. So, I know. you know, it, it's I, I don't think that's unfortunately anything really new for us. But again, you look at vault, you look at the scores and it's just, you know, again, you go back to the numbers and it's like it's easier to get a higher score on vault, you know, for someone in theory than somebody else can could get on pommel horse um so that's where those those yeah. gaps come into play and that's stop bringing your logic into this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got to be real i've got to keep it real um so i think that we're looking at sam jake donnell donnell and i'm missing a big one alex nador is that who you're thinking of oh uh, yeah marvin hot mess uh, kimball I think that it will probably be Alex Nadur this year, but I would not be confident in say, what what he does at Worlds. See, and I think that in the position that Alex Nadur has kind of put himself in um, based on the past, I think that the microscope is on him consistently um, and, you know, everything is really evaluated, I think, even more so than those other people if he's going to take one of those, quote unquote, specialist spots. Isn't Kevin Walting the one who's amazing on Palma Horse? Or is it Vault he's amazing on? They just added Donathan Bailey, uh, Bauer, and Kevin Walting to the national team. They haven't had any international assignments yet. And I'm feeling like Walting was the one who's amazing on Palma Horse, but I could be totally so, wrong. Donathan Bailey won the World University Games on Palma Horse earlier this year. 
so he does not suck on pommel horse. Um, but I do believe that Wolting is pretty good. He's not well. the one from Minnesota who is incredible, but like never gets put on any team. Correct. That's Ellis Manon. Ellis Manon, yes. Who really, like, <sighs> the injustice. He's so beautiful. He should be in an Olympic final. <sighs> <laughs> That's all I should say about that. Take a moment. Okay. Coming up next, which cultural guffaw landed Michaela Skinner and Dominic Zito in the Scottish news this week? We'll tell you coming up next. But first, if you love the show, please help us pay our bills. You can subscribe, number one, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. You can listen offline on Stitcher. I know a lot of you guys are traveling right now. I've had so many people tweet and email and ask, I'm getting on a plane or I'm getting on someplace that doesn't have any Wi-Fi. How do I listen to the show? Well, on Stitcher, you can do that. There is an offline listening mode and you can listen even if you are on an airplane or you're on a long trip or a bus that has no Wi-Fi. I had a conversation with a friend who was stuck on a bus and someone was FaceTiming and sucking up all the Wi-Fi on the bus and she didn't have the Stitcher app. So it is the key to happiness, the Stitcher app, you guys. And if you love the show, you can also just donate directly. You can do it one time. You can do it monthly. As little as as much as you want, you decide. You guys really make it possible for us to do so much of the stuff that we do. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gymternet news. So we were talking about this interview on Twitter and everybody was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. U.S. education system fail. And then the Scottish news picked it up, which is even more humiliating for our entire country. So Michaela Skinner has new floor music, of course, Spencer. And you know, yes. it's this Scotland the Brave song. And it's also one of our listeners said it's somehow related to like a Mormon hymn, like it's part of it or the lyrics or something is Mormon about it, too. And Michaela Skinner did this interview with Gymnastique where she said, and I quote, I have a green Leo. It's a shamrock Leo, and it's supposed to fit my Scottish floor routine, so I will wear that the second day. Uh, it was Dominic's idea, and Dominic is the choreographer. Uh, oh, what was your first well, thought when you heard about this? My first thought was, oh, Michaela Skinner slash Dominic Zito don't know the difference between Scotland and Ireland, because they're different places. Um, to clarify, Scotland is where she where worlds will be and is the theme of her routine shamrocks and green things are a symbol of ireland which is its own country and a different place and it and made an me, island and yeah and not even <laughs> contiguous right and it made me hurt and i was so embarrassed and i wasn't even involved was the problem with that i was like ah for them just because why why it's it's google it's called google come on it's like basic cultural i mean if i i mean i keep hoping oh she actually meant that even though even though she's uh you know it's in scotland like she's irish so she wants to represent <laughs> or there's part of the sentence was missing or the sentiment or something i'm just like please please someone explain this because it sounds horrible I, like please don't have actually meant this there are too many people involved in this for that to be okay because it wasn't just like 
oh, Michaela Skinner decided to do this thing and she didn't know. It was like the choreographer, her coaches, like why does no one know the or person step that in to say, the Leo. Exactly. to say, nope, that is not a geography. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's embarrassing for, for everyone involved. <laughs> but I am very excited that this made the Scottish news because yeah. I'm you pretty need, sure it was you need Scottish. Publicity. Yes. Any publicity is good publicity. Right. Like, this is the kind of stuff that happens in the NFL. When someone says something that they don't quite understand what they're saying, it is immediately in the sports news. So I'm very pleased with this overall. It's it's good news for us. And, uh, yeah, I mean, do you think she's going to wear this anyway? The, the Shamrock Leo? I mean, of course, I know Probably. you guys, she's, she's not going to wear it to Worlds. You don't get to pick your own Leo for Worlds. You wear the team Leo. Although it has happened in the past that... Some gymnasts on world teams have worn a specialized Leo just for event finals. For example, Hope Spivey, I'm pretty sure that was at Worlds. Wasn't it Nationals? I might be wrong. I think it was a Worlds where she wore the cat leotard, but it might have been Nationals. It was? She wore a special cat Leo, and I thought it oh, was yeah. a Worlds. Because I remember she got off the floor and fell. I think she fell, and we were all watching at Parkett's camp, and um, we are watching in the living room, and... Uh, Mrs. said to her immediately, you just threw away a world championship. And I was like horrified and all the girls in the room were laughing and they're like, oh, that's Mrs. Strauss for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, you're all sadists. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so you think, I think she, yeah, she's going to wear it. I think she's going to wear it. I think she should change course and wear a kilt instead yes for her floor routine that would be culturally appropriate and hilarious <laughs> she could wear the warm-ups that texas dreams were wearing a couple meets ago where they had the that um what's a stripey thing called that they wear on the kilts a tartan sure right it's like a the crisscrossy <laughs> thing we're, we're no better <laughs> <laughs> how dare she not know everything about scotland wait what is the stripey thing with the thing <laughs> I mean, at least I know their flag is blue and white, right? Yes. That's yes. it's yeah, it's not green and orange and white like Ireland. Oh, anywho, um, so that happened. Um, in other news, uh, let's see, there was a little bit of confusion. Um, NBC came out and said that the Olympic coverage, it's gonna be, we're gonna be able to watch it live and tape delayed. But I think a lot of people mm -hmm. read this as NBC is like, screw you, we're not putting this on TV. Um, it's you, you can't watch it. You can only watch it one way and not the other. But the thing is, you'll be able to watch it live, and then you'll also be able to watch it tape delayed. And as NBC says, NBC executives say the format of gymnastics is better suited and repackaged on delay. Multiple gymnasts are competing on different apparatus at the same time, and there are long delays. Fans will be able to watch gymnastics live on streaming video, but not TV. So they mean live on streaming video. You can't watch it live on TV. You can watch it tape delayed later on TV. But I say live streaming, I mean, that's the way to watch because you don't get the repackaged nonsense drama. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think they could do both. Like, basically, what we're getting is the same as 2012, which is you could watch any of the competitions live through the NBC app. And then in the primetime coverage, they did sort of the packaging outro exactly. time. But 
I th- I was hoping that we would get something like do the NBC big NBC primetime packaging, but then on NBC Sports or something get live of all the subdivisions with a good commentary team, or bring Shannon back. She you know I love that anytime like she did for 2012. Oh gosh, but I think they sh- I was hoping they would do both. So that was kind of disappointing because I was like you have a whole family of networks you could put live gymnastics on too, but. You know, it's basically going to be the same thing as last time. Yeah, that's the thing. It's exactly the same. It's a very good point. And I think a lot of people are confused and we're all upset and we're like, no, that just basically ditto from 2012. Yeah. That's what they're mm-hmm. telling you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I disagree about the delays because, you know, of course, we want to watch everybody, but they want to keep the storyline consistent. That's the thing. Right. So yeah. um, the other news is that the draw for Glasgow happened um and that means that we know who's starting where in prelims basically the qualification rounds so the remedians are starting worlds um in subdivision one on floor finishing on beam the russians are starting on uh floor in subdivision five and the chinese women start on floor in subdivision seven the u.s starting floor on subdivision 10 which means they will finish on beam right mm-hmm Yes. So the question is that we asked the Gymternet and Amy Borman responded, what's worse, starting on beam or finishing on beam? So, Spencer, what do you think Amy said? I think Amy said finishing on beam is worse. I know I read whatever she said, and I don't remember, which is more embarrassing than just guessing. You should memorize (laughs) everything she says. I know I want to. Yes. Amy Borman, life coach. <laughs> Finishing on beam. And I agree, actually, that it's, I think, I mean, I love beam. It's my favorite event, and I could do it wherever. Ending on floor, I was always too tired because for being all amped up on floor. I feel like ending on beam is the worst because you've gotten through everything, and now it's just this. Like, mm-hmm. the thing that's easiest to fall off of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's yeah. worse. But there was total division. I mean, half the people were like, starting on beam is the worst. And I mean, it was completely divided. It was not like, yeah, it was, uh, there were strong feelings on either side of this. Can I complain about something about the draw for a second? Please of do, please. We always need things to complain about. Get all of your I don't feelings under- out. I don't understand why they do it so early. It drives me crazy because they've had to, the original plan for the women was to have 10 subdivisions, which I, according to the draw, they've expanded it to 12 because they have so many damn mixed groups. But those mixed groups are all most of the people in those groups are going to withdraw. Like right now, they're planning for Malta to send three gymnasts and Namibia to send three gymnasts. They're not going to send those gymnasts. I would love it if they did, but that seems unrealistic. If they waited until after all these teams withdrew, they could have fewer mixed groups and a much more manageable number. I don't understand it at all, and it drives me crazy. That's a good question. I wonder why they do do it so early. I don't know why that is, except to to drag out the the promotion some and like create little ebb and ebbs and flow of you know excitement around it but i if someone knows they need to tell us yes please let us know i'll I'll email our friend steve butcher who likes to respond to us and clear up these these i would love to hear from him about it (laughs) 
<laughs> so Gabby moved to Buckeye Gymnastics, as we know, and we wanted to know if Christian, our favorite redheaded Spaniard, crosses himself 100 times like he used to do when Nia went on bars, if he does this when Gabby practices bars at Buckeye Gym. So we will find out when we hear Spencer's recap of the Beyond the Routine at Buckeye Gymnastics coming up next. If you have feedback for us, especially after nationals this week send us your feedback we prefer a voicemail that is the preferred method you can call us at 415-800-3191 or leave us a voicemail on skype you can call from anywhere in the world for free our username is gymcastic podcast try to keep it concise uh but turn that send us something you know the latest sunday night is when we need to hear from you um you can also email us at gymcastic at gmail.com and of course we are also on facebook and twitter on facebook you can see the comments of from all your other your fellow gym nerds about all the latest news spencer let's discuss beyond the routine buckeye yes this is the latest in the gymnastique series beyond the routine they went to buckeye they did one segment with nia dennis when she was still there and another segment with gabby douglas interestingly because the gabby one is going to get more attention because it's gabby but now that nia has left buckeye hers has become sort of the more interesting one because watching it is kind of like watching an autopsy you're kind of kind of trying to figure out like why what happened why did she leave where are there cracks here it's like csi that time nia dennis left that guy which i would watch that show every day um and they're not going to say anything outright because it's gymnastique and you know they're adults who know they're being filmed so they're going to be like everything's great which i'm sure most of the time it is but there were a few areas where i was like "Ooh, that's something or "Ooh, that's something it was definitely the segment about nia was more critical i think the segment mm-hmm. about gabby was more sunshine and roses which is easy to do because you're when you're the olympic champion because most things are sunshine and roses um but so we start out and we meet the cast of characters kitty the head of buckeye christian the spanish ginger Jessica's favorite person, Jessica's favorite spice, Spanish he's, ginger. He's so sweet too. I mean, if you when you meet him in person, you'll understand. He's a total sweetie. He's just like he is on the show. Excellent. His parts were the best parts. I thought they were the most mm-hmm. interesting because he got into the nitty gritty of the technical issues. But we meet Nia. Actually, the best part of the Nia, the best part of both segments was hearing from the little ones who are so amazed to be training with them, and they're adorable. And they're talking about like, "Oh, she's so amazing!" And Nia helps me with my Arabian. I'm like, "Yeah, she better help you with your Arabian. Her Arabian is crazy. She should help everyone with theirs." <laughs> but then we also hear from Kitty, the head coach, and it was funny to hear what she was saying were, was positive things, but it was funny to hear her sort of like NCAA type coded expressions, like high spirited, which is NCAA code for it doesn't finish your workouts on time, which is usually how coaches mean it. Like how enthusiastic is code for no one's you're not going to make a lineup. Like whenever, whenever they do their press releases before the season, they're like, she's going to help us on bars. She's going to be great in the all around. And we love her enthusiasm. It's like, I'm never going to learn your face. Cause you're not gonna, ever going to make a lineup. <laughs> But they do talk a lot about how she's incredibly 
naturally talented. And this is something that I think anyone watching her gymnastics has seen, that she's so talented and has so much potential but hasn't ever really reached it and lived up to it. Things haven't happened as quickly as they wanted. She didn't make the national team as soon as they wanted. Sometimes she isn't getting in the numbers or isn't focusing as much as they wanted her to. And I thought that was interesting to get because we don't usually hear about that because when coaches are interviewed about elites, they're being interviewed because their elite went to the Olympics or won something and everything's great. So, and usually with gymnasts, it's like, oh, she was 10 and she made the national team and then everything has been perfect since then. So it was interesting to hear the other way. Like sometimes that doesn't work out and sometimes someone's really talented and it doesn't happen quickly and it doesn't all come together at the right time. And that's certainly the case with Nia. She's been on the cusp, but hasn't broken out in the way that... Exactly. And that's what we've been talking about her since, you know, since she was a baby junior, like she's going to be on the 2012 team. And then she never can, for whatever reason, doesn't perform under the pressure the way we know she's capable of. And that's Mm -hmm. what her coaches said, too, in a way. Yeah. It's always implied, but that's there. Um, oh, I do. Want, the main thing I want to talk about, and I hope I want. I hope you noticed this too. Was that weird story about learning the double pike dismount off bars for yes. Yesolo? So they're talking about in 2014. Sometimes the chronology was a little screwy, but I think they're talking about Yesolo in 2014 when Nia made the team, and then Kitty says, "And we showed up, and we didn't have a bars dismount." And I was like, "Is that?" allowed like i didn't know you could do that i didn't know you could show up to a selection camp or a competition camp or whatever without a bars dismount i figured marta would just like pull out her wand and turn you to ash or something <laughs> if you did that like that not okay i mean also i apparently i assume marta is a hogwarts professor oh yeah which she basically is at some point we'll have to play the game if the national team coaches were hogwarts professors which <laughs> subjects would they teach but we don't have to play that game right now okay that's for later <laughs> but Mihai would teach muggle studies. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the vacuum cleaner would be class yeah. 101 for today. <laughs> we'll do that later. But then, so they say she showed up without a bars dismount, and then, oh, she just learned a double pike in 30 seconds and then competed it two minutes later, and it was fine. And I was just like, oh, okay. That's what you do when you're Nia Dennis, apparently. You're just like, oh, yeah, learn a double pike. Okay, I did it in the competition for the first time, and it was fine. Which I think reinforces the fact that she has incredible talent and hasn't ever been able to live up to it or show it yet. That she can just like show up to a competition without a dismount and be like, it'll be fine. Yeah, right. In my mind, I was like, they saw her double layout and Marta was like, no. <laughs> and then just like yeah, everyone maybe. scrambled. Because they said someone else taught her the double pike too. Was it? Yeah, it was Archer. Yeah. Utopian. And I was like, oh, okay. That, it was Which just is... bizarre. That sounds nice. I like that there's like teamwork and other coaches teaching gymnast skill that made me happy but it was weird very i felt like there was more to that story like yes. oh rather than she didn't show up without a disc or she showed up without a dismount and learned it it's like oh your dismount was terrible and we need to teach you a new one that's i guess that makes more sense <laughs> and and marta just called over another coach and was like make this yeah. happen because i know you can do it da, da, da. yes it was very odd very odd the other thing i loved to see was at the very end of the piece about Nia we see the three ring binder of assignments so I was already in heaven because I was like organization a three ring binder (laughs) of all your assignments but then the system they have is that you put a star next to your assignment if you did it and you put an x if you didn't and there were 
quite a few X's in that binder when they showed a close-up of Nia. Was I was like, like, I couldn't tell. I was like, are those I, all stars or all X's? I couldn't I tell. all X's. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the problem. <laughs> I tried pausing on it, but it was hard to tell. I think they cut away from it quickly. But I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I was like, maybe this is part of the reason why things haven't gone great at this gym. <laughs> she had to leave. Wow. But the other thing I think I take away, and then you need to tell me what you take away from this, was kind of how quickly expectations change because this was shot not that long ago but through the end they talk about how oh well she's definitely going to pan ams they don't even talk about that as an if it's just when she goes to pan ams spoiler alert she didn't Mm -hmm. and then after that we're focusing on worlds and then talking about the olympics and it's all very positive and hopeful for the future and then now a couple months later that has completely changed. She switched to Legacy Elite, which I'm actually really excited to see what they do with her. I think that could be a really good fit. And I thought she performed pretty well on the event she did at Classic. But she's not really being talked about in the even in the conversation for Worlds right now. Olympics seem like a far shot. And that's somewhat due to the depth of the senior elites that we have. But it's interesting how the disconnect watching that now between oh, she, all these great things and where she is and how just a gym change or things not working out for one competition, Pan Ams, and how it seems to completely change the whole. Yeah, outlook. right. And it was also interesting that they talked about how uh, Kitty or Kittya said that, you know... Wait, I'm going to interrupt you for a second because which is it and what is her name? I think I it's Kittya, but I think that's but really... But everyone calls her Kitty? Kitty. I sound saying Kitty. Right, and I so I don't. I it's like spelled Kittya, but I'm, we'll just say Kitty. Okay, I didn't really understand. I was like Kitty. Am, am I saying Kitty? Is it like a silent A? What are we I doing? No, it might. We'll get to the bottom of this. We'll, yeah. I'll talk to Christian about it later when I see him, and he, you know, we have an awkward conversation where he's totally embarrassed because I always talk about him on the show, and he humors me and chats with me for like three minutes. Um, I'll ask him about that now. What is the head? How do we say this again? <laughs> um so uh okay so basically kitty's like well we thought she should be like this is my inflection mm-hmm. it's not what she actually yeah. we thought she should be added to the national team a long time ago oh but then all of a sudden they decided to add her out of the blue when clearly she should have been on that team a long time ago and i was like that's exactly how i feel um so it was kind of like oh all of a sudden you need her so you add her even though she deserved this a long time ago that's how i read that you know, in between the lines portion of the conversation. But the the thing that I took away from this the most was sometimes relationships survive the teen years and sometimes they don't. You sometimes either the gymnast changes or the coach can't adapt. Like one of the things I really liked about this is that they really talked about reading the gymnast and how they it was hard for them to adjust to Gabby because they didn't know how to read her yet. And so they sort of adjust, you know, like in the competition day, they're like, oh, she said she was nervous. So Kitty's like, OK, then I'm not nervous. I'm going to just project confidence for her. And sometimes it's just you just it's like. It just doesn't click anymore. Something changes. And, you know, the thing that this reminded me of watching Nia work with um, Kitty was 
it reminded me of the Beyond the Routine with um, Mary Lee Tracy when the famous the famous yes. Beyond the Routine with Mary Lee Tracy, and that was also taken right before uh, what's her name left? Oh my God! All the ankle injuries, and now she's going to Lexi Priestman. Lexi Priestman, thank you, um, thank you for playing along. <laughs> You're game. Ten points. Ten, Lexi ten points for Gryffindor. Um, Lexi Priestman was giving Mary Lou Tracy the same looks that I saw in Nia's eyes when she was looking at Kitty, and I recognized that because those are the same looks I gave my coaches right before <laughs> I quit when I was fourteen. Like, don't tell me what to do. Like, even if it's just my own good, and you're telling me all these things because you love me and believe in me like if i have to see your face one more time i might stab it <laughs> with my feelings that kind of thing i don't know if you've ever felt like that as a teenager <laughs> i as a teenager i just got back from a family <laughs> wedding i feel like that right now <laughs> yes you totally understand yeah. yeah so i mean this is the thing like with changing gyms like sometimes you just need a change and that doesn't mean anyone's doing anything wrong it doesn't mean that that's not the technique isn't right or whatever it's just like sometimes you need something new and i'm glad people look for something new like i don't think there's anything wrong with mm-hmm. seeking something new out and um you know and trying something else because if it's not working why would you stay there like it doesn't help anybody it's just, you know, you should look for something that works for you. And Nia is clearly one of those, like, you can see it in this, that she was ready for a change. Like, Gabby was clearly a great for her, but the coaching situation clearly was not working for her. Yeah. There yeah. was that undertone through everything. Just like, I'm done, we're done. And I think it was mutual. You could hear frustration from the coaches, and you could hear frustration from Nia, and it was just kind of like, this isn't working. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what were your favorite parts or some things that really like stood out to you that you just that you liked that you, you know, give you a warm, fuzzy feeling? <laughs> I loved when well, I think I talked I talked about the little ones. because That was my favorite part of it. Talking about the mentorship. I liked how um, we got. The I liked. I guess the Christian parts, not to turn into Jessica completely, but that we got some of the talking about, you know, it was just little things about her vault technique and little corrections and the way they kind of the interplay between them. And, oh, yeah, this is how I felt. And it was just normal things that happen in the gym every day. But I like that we got the inside view of that. I kind of wish there were more was more of that and less of like, these are my friends. Everything's great. Um, those are the kind of things. What about you? Uh, well, one thing I was, I felt good that we, a long time ago when Gabby went to Buckeye, we were like, oh, Fernando was at, you know, in LA when she was working out at Chris Waller's and now she's there. We think Fernando's the connection. And lo and behold, that's exactly what he said in the show. So I'm like, uh, Jim Castic, we know everything first. Thank you very much. Um, shout out to ourselves. Um, I loved how Gabby seemed just really free in this. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think we have seen... An, as unfiltered, unmedia messaged Gabby for a long time as she was in this. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And I think that's a credit to one, it's a credit to her and her mom for doing a show like this, for doing a grassroots show like the Gymnastique series is for however people feel about it like it the women and men in the gymnastic group 
of the business at Flowcast do a good job with these Beyond the Routine series. They do a great job with it. And I'm so glad that they trusted them enough to do the series with them because we got to see something that we don't get in the fluff pieces um, with Gabby. And it made me so happy to see her like that and feel comfortable with that that team of people from Gymnastique that were filming, clearly, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I loved, loved, of course, it's something that Christian said. He said that, or the Kidia, I mean, I'm assigning it to Christian, but it could very well think <laughs> Kitty, but I, I think it was Christian. He said, ethically and morally, Gabby sets a good example. And just hearing an elite coach say ethically and morally in a gym, that's something we hear NCAA coaches, that kind of sentiment all the time. Mm -hmm. But to hear an elite coach say it, I was like, yes, thank you. Things matter more than winning. And these are two of the things that matter. Your ethics and your morals and doing the right thing and being setting an example for the younger kids. And that just made me, you know... If his red hair wasn't enough, <laughs> set me over the edge. Yeah. I liked in the Gabby one that we saw that whole side. I mean, we saw Christian talk about it and we saw Gabby talk about it and the other, her training group that she's setting a good example and mentoring them and giving them pep talks. And that's a side, and like you talked about with this different side of Gabby, that's a side of her we haven't really seen in mm -hmm. interviews. It's been about her and her quest to the Olympics. And we see that she is this teammate that not only do they look up to because of her success, but they look up to because of her. And that's pretty cool. Yep. I also like that Kitty said that Nia is brave and you have to be courageous to do gymnastics. And I loved how she put that because we don't often think about courage in terms of having the courage to do something for yourself. Often we think of courage as in sacrificing and martyrdom and, you know, firewoman running into burning building and rescuing a baby, you know, but mm -hmm to do something for yourself to have that courage. I just, I liked how she put that. Um, I also liked how Shilise Jones looked like she was about to bust through the camera lens. She was so full of like energy and just like, <laughs> like her neck was bulging. Like she was from Brescians. Like it was awesome. I just love that kid. Like she just, I just can't get enough of her. <laughs> right. Like, didn't she look like she was like about to pounce? Yeah, that's what you need when you do a one and a half out on yes. floor. Like no wonder you she have can to look like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> like how does she sleep at night? She must like <laughs> levitate from the off the bed sheets. Like she is amazing. She is totally amazing. <laughs> okay, so were there any other moments that made you think, oh, what they really wanted to say here was Oh, there were a couple things. I have a couple more on the Gabby one. Um I did. There was a moment. The Gabby one was very sculpted and everything was very positive. There was like a moment where the implied shade express rolled into the station. Or at least that's, that's what I read into it. Like when she was talking about Kitty, Kittya, and she said, she's one of those coaches that supports you. Which is a perfectly nice thing to say, and that's probably mm. all she meant it as, but I was reading it as like, mm, tell me about the other coaches you mean here and all your feelings about them immediately. I'll go make the popcorn. I can wait. It's fine. Tell me everything. Totally. Totally. That was one of those where, like, if I were a rabbit, my ear would have been like, brrrm. That's, that's what I thought when that happened. I was like, ooh. Yep. Yep. And then, a, and then a second later, they were talking about comebacks, and she was talking about other people's She said, like, the other people who have tried to come back, I don't want to do it like that. And there was some, like, 
100% implied Nastia in that in that segment where she was like, I want to come back now and I don't want to have not full routines when I show up at Olympic trials. I want to do it this way. So I enjoyed that, but kind of thought that was like, oh, someone has feeling. Shade Express. God. I also thought when, like, you know, Fernando was talking and he, like, Fernando is, um, Fernando is a badass and Gabby is a badass. And I can see them both, uh, like, sitting on the couch, not eating popcorn and, uh, like, watching like the red carpet shows or like you know dance moms and just like being not on the implied shade but the explicit shade express and riding it around with like you know their uh you know hats off whooping it up like i can see that marriage of (laughs) gymnast and badass coach and then being like we are the top of the top right here and we will strut our shit like working for them do you know do you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying okay okay yeah so i can see her finding a good companion in him um for that side of her personality yes and i'm not saying anything like bad or judgmental about that like uh you know i enjoy an evening like that myself but i can just see you know someone that she does not have to be pretty princess pink olympic champion with and can just like Mm -hmm. you know get real that's what i'm saying keep it 100 there you go yeah so that's how i feel about those two i can see them getting along very well Um, i also loved the another part in the gabby one that i liked was when they were talking about taking the screenshots of her ring position because that's like what I do. And I was like, I'm like Gabby. I also take screenshots <laughs> of her ring position and analyze whether she's going to get credit for that. But yep. I like that she she and Kitty were both taking the same screenshot of her Ferrari to see whether she could get credit for that ring position and what the problem was going to be with it. To me, the problem is that she's doing a Ferrari and it's a fug-ass skill that looks terrible on everyone and no one should ever do it, even Gabby and Kyla. That is the problem. It's nothing with Gabby, but I like that they were doing that. And that's, I think, I like that she had that investment in her gymnastics to be like, I'm going to take a screenshot of something that might be bad, and we're going to go over it. That is what you need to do to be an Olympic champion. The only way the Ferrari could ever be done, like, and not be fugly is if someone does it and then does, like, a full-twisting butterfly to Shushanova out of it. (laughs) To erase the taste of the Ferrari. (laughs) Thank you, Spencer, as always, for your fantastic recaps. We always enjoy them <laughs> very much, and I get to learn things Anytime. like the Implied Shade Express. <laughs> I now want to make a real-life little tiny train that says that <laughs> and has Gabby riding it, doing the Ferrari position. You'll okay. have to make that for the image for the show on the website. Yes. Can someone make us a GIF of that? Someone Photoshop that together for us, please. We need it. Oh, my God. GIF would be even better of it, like, crossing the screen during PG Jams. <laughs> oh, my God. can do that needs to do that. Yes, please. Please help us with that. Okay. This weekend, be sure to watch 
Go to pgchamps.com for the full schedule. It's also up on Instagram, um, so you can find out exactly when stuff is on Universal Sports or NBC or when it will be live streaming, pgchamps.com. Of course, check out Christy Linder's Facebook page for her amazing photo galleries that are going to be up during the meet. And an important message, a PSA for the world. Our theme song is, of course, by NWA. NWA's movie, Straight Outta Compton, premieres this Thursday during championships. I see it as fortuitous. It's kismet. I'm sure that everyone is planning on going to see it, but if you weren't, please go see Straight Outta Compton, the NWA story, because it will be worth your time, and you will see why... I chose that to be one of their songs to be our theme song. And if that's not enough, know that I'm positive Amy Borman is going to take Simone to see this. So you'll want to be in the know when they discuss it in social media, I'm sure, after they go and see it together. So don't be left out. Go see Straight Outta Compton. Shipcasting is produced and edited by me. Our content social media director is Dr. Uncle Tim. Our audio engineers are Ivan Alexander and Becca Emmerich. Our president of contests is Charlie Fields. Our mistress of outreach is Emma Bailey. Our theme song is mixed by Chris Sakulo, as performed by NWA. Go see the movie. Transcription services are provided by Katie, Katie, Alex, Amanda, Haley, Cece, Danica, and Emma. Until next week, I am Jessica from masters-gymnastics.com, where you can find an adult gymnastics class near you. You can find Evan at YoEv on Twitter. Make sure to check him and Sam Peshik and Raj out when they do commentary. Check out PG Chance for details. And I'm Spencer from the Balance Beam Situation. Until later this week. When we have two more podcasts coming this week, you guys. So look out for them coming on sometime on fri- early, early Friday morning. There will be another podcast. So I'll talk to you guys then. Thanks so much for listening. Now, get back to the PG. That's program. And it's easy. Trey is back. New Jacks are made hollow. It's resonate the subject because they like to follow the words. The records I spin again and again and again. Yo, you're on the other end. Watch a brother blend dope rhymes with no help. There's no festin' against it while I'm expressing myself. It's crazy to see people be what society wants them to be, but not me. Ruthless is the way to go. They know others say rhymes which fail to be original. Or they kill where the hip hop starts. Forget about the ghetto and rap for the pop charts. Some musicians cuss at home, but scared to use profanity when up on the microphone. Yeah, they want reality, but you will hear none. They'd rather exaggerate a little fiction. Some say no to drugs and take a stand. But after the show, they go looking for the dope man. Or they ban my group from the radio here in WA and say, hell no. But you know it ain't all about wealth as long as you make a note to spread yourself.